Blog Talk Radio. Psychic Tapestry. I'm Ken Kessler, and uh, if it sounds a little bit different today, it's because we're doing the show live from Mystic Isle in La Mesa, uh, kicking off Mystic Isle's Psychic Fair today, which runs from now until 6 p.m. Pacific time, so you have plenty of time to come on by, uh, 8036 La Mesa Boulevard, and uh, if you need directions, uh, you can give Joanne a call at 619-465-3005, and she can get you here. And also, um, if you'd like to uh, book a reading, get on the schedule for somebody today, um, she can help you with that too. Um, the phone lines are open. 347-838-9903 is the number. It's better if you come on by, though. Um, love to see you, and it's a beautiful day in La Mesa. So um, it's always a beautiful day in La Mesa. So um, come on by if you're not in the greater San Diego area, of course. Uh, 347-838-9903 is the number. Uh, I do want to mention that Blog Talk Radio is having a little bit of an issue with the chat room, so I'm not able to open that today. So if you're trying to get to the chat room and there's nobody in there or you can't find it, uh, that's why. It's it's just not opening today. Uh, apologize for that. But... Um, but you should come by anyway. Um, I, am, I am very happy to be here with uh, Georgia Vlejos. Um, and I said it right because she didn't smack me. So that's good. Um, Georgia does tons of things here at, um, at Mystic Isle. Tarot, astrology, Reiki, crystals. She makes some amazing jewelry. Um, if you have been in the shop before uh, and seen some of the jewelry here, odds are pretty good that Georgia made it. So... Um, so that's really cool. She's saying no, but it's it's true. Um, and you can go on uh, Mystic Isle's Facebook page, and, and you can see some of the stuff there as well. Um, Georgia, I guess um, to get to get started, maybe uh, we can talk a little bit about you so people know, get to know you a little bit, um, which uh, I rattled off several things that you do here at Mystic Isle. Which came first for you? Uh, probably the Reiki that I took about uh, 1993. Um, I took my first Reiki class because I was having a terrible time in my life, and I was just looking for anything that would make me feel better, and that was probably the first thing. And soon after that, I started learning tarot and reading tarot cards. Okay, for anybody who doesn't know, what um, what is Reiki? Reiki is a form of energy healing, and it's um, the it's the prana or the chi or the ki, which is life force energy that is all over the universe. It animates everything. And a Reiki healer is able to um, channel that energy and then direct it, more of it into the person that they're working on. And it's healing, stress-reducing, pain-reducing. It's uh, now used in hospitals here in San Diego at our Sharp Memorial Hospital and uh, Scripps Hospitals, uh, and, and they use it in uh, 
a lot of different um, medical situations. And I know from from my own experience, um, Brian Benyon, who also uh, does Reiki here, um, sent it long distance to my dog, which is which is very cool that you can do that. And I can tell you, it made a huge difference. Um, my my almost thirteen year old dog is like a puppy now, and and was and he was feeling very uh, very very bad. Um, he'd had a, a couple traumatic experiences, having to go to the vet and then go to the groomer, and he wasn't himself. And I didn't even think about it, but that that Reiki could be sent long distance. So is um, is this something that um, do you do you generally do that long distance? Do you do it more in person? Is it sort of a mix for you? Well, we do it uh, either way. I mean, we have Reiki sessions here um, that we can have people come in. We have a Reiki table. People will lie down on the table. Um, it's it's non-invasive. We don't touch or move. You know, we don't have to touch. We can, but we don't have to. We don't move our hands around or anything, and you're completely clothed, and you just have a really soothing session. We'll play some you know, really relaxing music, maybe a little aromatherapy if it's okay with you. And um, we do uh, chakra balancing and uh, crystal healing. So uh, we have a, a person here, um, Nico Tree Spirit. He's here on Wednesdays and he does shamanic Reiki. So he integrates drumming and rattles and, and a lot of uh, native shamanic techniques into his. Uh, doing it long distance is pretty effective. I, I think it's almost as effective as doing it in person. Um, I had a, a little a little kitten when my kids were little and she ate a, um, a stuffed toy and it got embedded in her intestine and blocked it and, I, and she had to have surgery. And she was about four or five months old and so tiny. The vet, um, he, he didn't think she would make it because she developed peritonitis and my son was just beside himself and um, so I called all my Reiki friends and because she was at the vet and I called all my Reiki friends and I said please send this cat Reiki because they don't expect her to live the night and my kid is like devastated so all my friends sent her Reiki and I sat up all night sending it till about 3 a.m. so I got a call about 6 or 7 in the morning and it was the vet's office and they said well we don't know how to explain this but this cat is up She's wanting to eat, and she's growling at us because she always hated the vet. And she made a complete recovery. And that night she was cold. She was getting cold. So, yeah, it's effective. Yeah, it is. I, I didn't mean to turn this into a, a, a pet kind of thing because Reiki's good for people as well. Um, but it, that was just um, that was just really my experience with it. Um, and I was I was absolutely amazed at the and and very happy with the result. Um, for, for people, how do, you, um, how do you know that you need Reiki, or do you know? I think everybody needs Reiki. We, people that um, take my classes do daily self-care. They give themselves Reiki. Everybody can benefit from it, whether it's, you know, you just want to relax, you're stressed out, you're working too hard, um, or you have, uh, a, you know, an illness or a major illness or an injury, um, it's also really good uh, in hospitals. They use it for people who are um, receiving cancer treatment, and it lessens the symptoms that you know the, the side effects that come from that. So everybody could use Reiki. We have a monthly Reiki circle. Uh, it's uh, I think it's June 10th um, is the next one, and it's at uh, 10 a.m. It's a Saturday, 
and we ha- my my students are all here, uh, and we give Reiki to people that come, and it's by donation, so it doesn't really. If you want to put a dollar in, that's fine. If you want to put a hundred in, we're thrilled. But, <laughs> you know, so it's by donation, love donation. So uh, we have a lot of Reiki here. So if anybody's needing it, or if you just want to come and try it and see what it feels like, you know, and very relaxing. And that's the very least you'll get from it. And it relieves pain and bleeding from surgeries too. And you said that um, that your students will do this uh, for themselves on like a daily basis. Um, for for someone who is is not a student, and we'll get into being a student in a minute. But for somebody who's not a student and they wanted to try this, um, is it a a one time? And, and I know the answer to this, but I'm sure that people don't, that people listening who, have, who aren't familiar with Reiki don't. Is this a, a, a one time cure all thing? Is it a, a monthly? Is there any sort of recommended um, recommended usage for Reiki? It depends on what it is that you're treating. So. If, say, you're having a bad day and you want to come in and get a Reiki session here, one session will probably put you in a better place and relax and, you know. If you have a chronic disease, you know, um, then I would recommend many Reiki sessions. I mean, sometimes it takes a while. Um, you know, and, or if you're just, you know, you broke your ankle, a minimum of three treatments is good. You know, but it just depends on the situation. Um, it's not a cure-all. It's not a miracle cure. You know, it's not like you touch the hem of my garment and you're healed. It doesn't work like that. You have to, uh, you know, it, it's some work. So it just depends on what the problem is. I think it works especially well with things that are uh, sort of difficult to diagnose or autoimmune type things. It works really well with that, that, you know, traditional medicine may not have such a good record with. But we always tell you to please stay with your doctor, keep on your meds. It's a side treatment. It's not the treatment. Yeah, that's one of the things I often mention on this show is that we're not going to tell you to stop taking your medications. We're not doctors. We're not lawyers. We're not architects. We're not lots of things. Um, so if if you need help in that particular area, I'll be happy to tell you to go to your doctor. We're not going to tell you to stop taking your blood pressure pills. Um, I, I know that every Reiki session is not the same, but can you sort of walk through what happens in if there is such a thing as a typical Reiki session, what would happen? I can only tell you what happens in mine. Um, I will bring the client in. The session's about an hour. Uh, we spend the first five, sometimes ten minutes talking about what the client needs. What are, what are your needs? What are you hoping for? You know, we don't make promises. We're going to cure everything. The, the only promise I can tell you is that your stress will be relieved and you'll feel a little better. But um, So I get an idea of what we're working on, and then um, the client will get on the table. I like to play very relaxing kind of spa-type music. Um, sometimes I'll use lavender to relax uh, if, if the person's not allergic to it. A lot of people are allergic. Um, and then we work, we work through it, and I, I use crystals. I balance the, the energy system, the chakra system. And um, we do hands-on. Usually what I do is I go through each chakra and I give Reiki to it. You can do it just above or, you know, you can put your hands on. Obviously, you have to be very mindful of that. Um, And then um, after that, if there's a specific area that needs to be worked on, I'll work on that separately. Uh, And I also ground my clients. And I put crystals on uh, depending on what I'm working on. 
if you want to know more about that, you can take a crystal healing class. We do that here too. And, um, you know, and then I usually let them rest for about five minutes on the table with the crystals and quietly. And then the last five minutes, I like to do a wrap-up, you know, talk to them about their experience and how they feel. For, um, for distance Reiki, if there's somebody who's listening right now in Rhode Island, or even if they're in Chula Vista, and they're not sure they're going to make it out here today, but they think that this sounds good, um, is it first something that they could call Mystic Isle, or if they're in Rhode Island, call their local shop and, and arrange for that um, for a Reiki treatment? for a distance Reiki treatment? Well, if they're in Rhode Island, I can send Reiki to them. I can send Reiki to the space station if I want. That's the cool thing about it. It, it transcends time and space. It, it works on the, uh, the uh, like quantum physics level. So you're sending it through the great web of life. That's how they get it. So I can send it to Rhode Island. Yeah, you could call here and we could put you in our, we have a Reiki box or a healing box that we send some people send prayers, we can send Reiki. So, uh, yeah, we can do that. And then what happens is once it goes in our box, it gets, uh, you know, regular healing energy. Um, now, I'm assuming that there is, a, a, besides the obvious, that there would be a difference between, say, somebody, and I'm not just picking on Rhode Island, but say there's somebody in Rhode Island um, who, who wanted a Reiki session versus somebody who walks in to Mystic Isle to get a Reiki session. If somebody in Rhode Island wanted to book one, um, is that even possible to do a real hour-long session with them? Um, you could. I would probably set up a grid for them, like a, a specific crystal grid, and, um, and have that send it for an hour. Um, or I could just sit and send it for maybe 10 minutes. It, it, you don't have to do it a long time. And it's a little different when you're sending it because you're not, you're not doing like the chakras and putting the crystals on. You're just sending the energy to that person, directing it to the person. I had a person in Connecticut who had called me and, uh, or, or I guess she emailed, and she had been to the doctor and they found a tumor in her breast and she asked me to send Reiki. So I put it out to all my... Um, I put it out to all my... Um, Reiki people. I keep a, a list of people who are willing to do this, and they all sent her Reiki. And um, she had been scheduled for a biopsy, and she went in for the biopsy, and they couldn't find the tumor. Yeah. Very cool. Um, for now, for for somebody who um, can, can anybody learn how to do this? Yeah, I've taught children as young as two, three, and four, and my my oldest client was seventy eight when he became a Reiki master teacher. So any age is fine. I just gear it to, if it's a young kid, I obviously don't talk for an hour because they, <laughs> they would go to sleep. <laughs> so, you know, I gear it towards the age of, of whoever is taking the class. Do you need to have, I mean, obviously a, a, a young child's not going to have any kind of background, but is, is there any kind of background that you would need for this? Nope. No? Okay. And, um, I, I don't know how a child would make the decision that they would want to do this, um, but for for anybody else, is there is is it like a calling? Is it just that you that you think, wow, this sounds cool, I want to try this? Um, is is it a, a wide variety of reasons? Well, for one thing, you would be surprised that children at that age they really do understand 
what Reiki is. They understand what crystals are. Because I've taught many children's classes. And they have probably are more open than adults. Adults are, you know, well, oh, this is crazy. This doesn't make sense. You know, children don't have that. They're, they're really open. I was giving Reiki to um, a woman a few years ago, and um, her one-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter was playing. And as I was giving the grandmother Reiki, she was sitting in the chair. The little girl looked up, and she was studying me, you know. And she got up from her toys and came over, put her hands on her grandmother's legs, and gave her Reiki. She knew. So, and she was a year and a half. So you would be surprised. Adults, um, a lot of times, like my, in my case, I started doing Reiki because I was a mess. My life was a mess. I wasn't getting anywhere with regular therapy and doctors and all that. And I was in California, which was wonderful, because at the time, nobody heard of it outside of California. And uh, I just started looking for things that were alternative, and that was probably the first thing that I found was uh, Reiki. I know when um, I mean to dump on kids, and I and we we I've actually had um, um, there's there's a, a, a very uh, bright young man in uh, in Nevada, um, Adam, the crystal grid maker. I think he is. He, I think he's. He he might be a teenager. But that's that's pushing it. I'm not exactly sure how old he, he is, but he's about that. But he's been doing crystal grids for for many years, and very gifted at it. So I and I know that kids also don't have the hang-ups adults have. Kids are ready to believe in themselves and in magic and whatever else. Um, so I certainly I, I I just I guess I'm thinking of Reiki as um, it's a very big concept. Um, and that's that's how it sounds, and you're shaking your head no, that it's not. Um, how am I wrong? Reiki is very simple. The person who does Reiki is simply a channel. It's like tuning a guitar string. If you want to play an F, then you have to tune the key, the, the, the guitar string, to F. Otherwise, it'll play like E flat. You know? So it's just once you have your attunement, it's very simple. You just relax and allow it to flow, and it flows. There's nothing you have to do. I know that there are a lot of people who make it very complicated and very, um, you know, all sorts of different things you have to do. There was a very famous uh, Reiki author who um, wrote several books on Reiki techniques, all these fancy techniques and things that you do moving around, blah, blah, blah. So he later went to Japan and met a grandmaster in Japan who was like, very close to Dr. Yusui, you know, that, that generation. And um, he asked her, well, what's your process? So she put her hand on his arm and she goes, on. She took her hand off and she goes, off. And he was like blown away because, you know, that's really all you need to do. The energy will go where it needs to go. Even if you put your hand in the wrong place, it will go where it needs to go. No, it's, I'm really glad that you said that because I, I know that, there is just something about us that we make things complicated. We want a recipe. We want there to be steps. We want things to fit in boxes. We've talked uh, on this show, we've talked about um, angel communicators. And if you go to take some angel classes, they give you all kinds of handouts and stuff. And this angel had these jobs and this color, and this crystal, and has to fit in this box. Um, there was a movie uh, about 20 years ago called Michael with John Travolta, where he said repeatedly in the movie, that's not my area. Like you could ask an angel for help and they'd say, sorry, you got the wrong guy. Um, 
but we we come up with all of that and i guess um because i'm not as familiar with reiki i do that myself i think okay this is something uh, a a big thing that i don't quite know what it is so i have to figure that it's a huge thing and as you said we do that it's it doesn't have to be um for somebody who is listening and and wants to come learn how to do this what do they need to do they need to call the store and make an appointment and it's that simple yeah um how how um how many steps how many classes how long does does it take or does that depend on the person um, well, no, it, there's a guy. Well, there's three, three levels of Reiki. Reiki one is the basic level that will open you up to the energy, pretty much can work on yourself, your family, not quite ready to go out in public. Um, the class is about an hour and a half, which includes Reiki history, what it is, how to use it, how the chakras work, you know, all the basic information. Um, I require everyone who takes that class to come to a Reiki circle because we have a lot of different people there with different situations and uh, they can work on them and get a feel for it and see what the energy feels like for them. So that's Reiki 1. Um, and that's probably, you know, the circle's a couple, two to three hours, so it's probably about four hours. Um, I do know some Reiki teachers that take an entire weekend to teach it, and I, I just don't feel that's necessary. It, it, it's just so simple. <laughs> Um, and Reiki 2, you begin to learn symbols, uh, you learn how to do the distance healing, and that's more of a practitioner level. And that, again, is about two hours, uh, depending on your ability to learn the symbols. And Reiki 3 is a master level, and I teach that in two levels, master healer and master teacher, and that involves a lot more. So, Okay. So if... Um if I was interested in just uh, doing um, key for myself, for family, for pets, for friends, that kind of thing, is Reiki one sufficient for that? Um, it is, but I, I just think that it's important to learn the distance healing, and that's Reiki two. So I would say most people should do Reiki one and two, uh, just do both of those, and both of those require going to a circle, you know. But it's not a, a huge investment of time. And it just, um, and I guess um, as with, with anything else, and we're going to talk about tarot in, in a second, but with with anything else, it just, I guess it's just a matter of your own dedication and your own time that you're willing to put in beyond just coming to the class. Yeah, or whether you want to work on other people. Okay. Um, we are at... Uh, uh, coming to you from Mystic Isle today in La Mesa. Um, you can find out more about them, by the way, on uh, uh, at their website, www.mysticisle.com, and that's spelled M-Y-Z-T-I-C-I-S-L-E. If you are in the greater San Diego area and would like to come by um, the Psychic Fair today uh, and you don't know where we are, you can uh, give Joanne a call at 619-465-3005, and uh, she'll be glad to get you directions, um, let you know a little bit more about what's going on today. It is, um, by the way, the Psychic Fair is free, so you can come on in. There's going to be some people talking this afternoon. I'm going to actually be talking about spirit guides, and, um, and there's going to be a bunch of stuff going on. You can also uh, book readings, um, and, uh, and Joanne can help you with that, too. Again, the number is 619-465-3005. Um, we are talking with Georgia Vlahos, and I think I said it right that time. 
Yay. Okay. Um, and uh, you can connect with Georgia if you go to her website, and it's Georgia, and Vlahos is V-L-A-H-O-S dot com. And, uh, and you can find out more about Georgia and, uh, and connect with her there. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, and again, we were at the, the Mystic Isle Psychic Fair today, and um, you had said that Reiki was first for you, and I think tarot was next. And I'm I, having taken tarot classes. I'm I'm just uh, well. First of all, was that was tarot next for you after Reiki? Tarot and astrology. Tarot and astrology. Okay. Um, let's uh, actually let, let's uh, move to astrology, and then we'll come back to tarot. Um, because um, I I I had uh, and I think a lot of people have. Um, that preconceived idea of astrology, because what our experience with it usually is, or usually has been, has been those two sentences on, in the newspaper that tells you what your horoscope is today. Here, you know, this is this good is going to happen to you. Beware of this kind of person, and your lucky number today is six. And that's and a lot of times that's and, and there is there is so much more. Than, than just that. And I'm curious first how it is that you picked astrology. Um, well, I just happened to have a... I, I was working at a metaphysical store in uh, Cardiff. And I happened, there was a guy there that was doing astrology. So I said, okay, I'll try this. Well, I was like blown away, you know. And he also told me that because of something in my chart that I would probably make a great astrologer. So that just sort of opened the interest. And then I just got books and I read and I learned and I got a computer program and all that. And there is there there is just so much to it, um, and and I should really look into it more because because I'm a Virgo, so I'm all about the charts and graphs and and all of the things and and you know as I was saying that we all like to have um, a recipe and steps and everything. Wow, does astrology have that? Um, there is there is just it, it is absolutely amazing that there is so much, and. Um, and it seems, um, I mean, a lot of people laugh and say how, uh, you know, the, the, the day and month that you're born, how can that possibly mean anything? But there's so much more to that. And do you have any kind of response to somebody who says that kind of thing? Besides, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's my favorite response. <laughs> well, um, think about this. If, if the moon can influence the tides, and we are 80% water, 75% water, why can't all the other planets influence us? So what astrology is, is it's a photograph of the night sky on the moment of your birth, and the moment. And you, the theory is that you are sort of magnetized to those planets in those positions and in their um, relationship to each other at that moment. So that's how I see it. And I... You know, a, a lot of us will 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 fig, figure out um, the famous people who were born on the same day we were born, and how that um, and 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 they'll say, okay, well, I was born the same day as um, like for me, I was born the same day as uh, LBJ. Um, terrific, um, but I don't. But but that doesn't because we weren't born the exact same minute, hour, day, um, we're, we're certainly not the same, even though we were both born on August 27th. Right, and you're both Virgos. But there's also, you know, other planets and points and, 
aspects that the planets make to each other. And it's also not just the time, but the place of your birth. So where you're born. Because, as you know, it's not, the sun isn't up in England right now. It's nighttime. So as it's, it's, it's called geocentric. So it's how everything is in relation to the earth. And you are the center of it when you do your chart. So um, that's how that works. So what, um, and I know it's, it's complicated and everybody's isn't the same, but what is, what's all involved in a chart? <clears throat> well, it's uh, run on a computer. They used to do it by hand. And I, if that were true, I would never be an astrologer because I can't do that level of math. But um, it's run on a, on a computer and that computer will spit out a chart of the moment of your birth and where all the planets were, what aspects they made to one another, etc. There's also the houses of the horoscope. So the way I explain it is that you and LBJ are like a bowl of just plain spaghetti. Okay, so that's Virgo, is the spaghetti. Okay, so you can make uh, <clears throat> a tomato sauce. You can make a, a putinesca sauce. You know, and, and so it kind of changes the bowl of spaghetti, but it's still a bowl of spaghetti. So depending, like the sauce is all the other planets and aspects. That's how I see it. Okay. Um, if, uh, if somebody wanted an astrological reading, um, what exactly would that entail? It depends on the astrologer. Um, there's a lot of astrologers who are very um, scientific, and they go through all the aspects in your charts and, and all that. And uh, there are some that are predictive. Uh, they will tell you what's coming up for you. What I do is what I call soul astrology, and I look at it um, mainly to see who you are, why you're here, what your soul's purpose is, what types of um, careers would work for you, what kinds of karma or uh, past life experiences do you bring into this life, what do you need to do to find fulfillment as a soul, a lot of people come in and they're, I just don't know why I'm here. I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something, but I can't figure out what it is, you know, and I'm not happy. I go to my cubicle every day and I work and I'm miserable, you know, and what I do can be very effective for that, to find out who you are, why you're here, what things uh, block you, what things, you know, do you need to heal, what things are for you, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, you know, things like that. Now, is this, um, you mentioned that uh, you use a, a computer program for the, um, for the charts. Is this something that somebody can come in and say, I want to get this done and have it done? Or is this something that they would give you information and then come back for? Or is it, does it really just depend? Um, for the most part, I like to have the person's birth time, place, and day a few days before I see them because I do I, I sometimes do research I like to I actually keep their chart in bed next to me and every night I look at it and just one day my mind will go okay I got it you know and it, it just I just don't know but I need a few days to do that I can do it off the cuff you know but it's just not as effective that way and um, I guess the next question would be what um, what is that what does it tell you if somebody um, if if they decide that they want an astrological reading, what um, what would the reasons be? Is it is it love? Is it job? Is it like coming to for any other kind of reading? Is uh, is there something else? Um, is it just to know themselves better? 
Um, I think that it depends on the astrologer. I can only speak from what I do, and I'm not like a, you know, I'm going to go into every point in your chart. To, I, I don't do. I do it to see what that person needs to know to have a joyful and fulfilling life. Usually, people come to me because they're not having that, and it's usually at major life. Um, uh, like like at age 40, at age 30, you know, it's usually at those major critical uh, passages in their lives that they come because it's not working or something horrible has happened and they can't make sense of it and they don't know where to go and they're, or they're becoming more spiritual because of it. And that's usually for me what I get. I mean, people have reasons for going, you know, they they like, you know, they open the paper and read their horoscope, you know, but that's for me, it's usually people who need... Um, guidance and need to and I'm a coach I'm a life coach so what I do is I look at their chart I figure it all out and not because I'm a genius because astrology is that good you know so I figure it out I tell them we make a plan and then we execute it they execute it and that that's what I do so I'm sort of like what I call an astro coach so it's kind of a coaching session and an astrology session and um so that's what I find um usually um Usually people um, have um, romantic problems. They might want to look into their partner's chart to see how well they go. It can tell a lot about the relationship. Like where, where don't you love the same way? Where don't you communicate the same way? So those are other things that you can get from a chart. I'm sure one of the, the big questions that you get um, is about love, whether it's somebody who is looking for them or um, – or they're not sure their current relationship is working or any of that kind of stuff they want to know about Mr. Right. They bumped into somebody on Facebook that they hadn't seen since high school, that kind of thing. Um, does, uh, I, I know that uh, a, a lot of people will say that, you know, if they're astrologically compatible um, and, and, and this was a time I wish it was the, the show was had video. So you could have seen the, the look on George's face when I said that, but um, what, uh, what can they if if somebody is looking for love because that's one of the the big questions that we get here and I'm sure it's one of the big questions you get what um what can astrology tell them it's not so much are you astrologically compatible because any two people can be compatible i mean it's it's their willingness to make it work what the astrology will tell you is where are you different where do you think differently you know where do you need to communicate so it's not so much, sometimes the most compatible relationships have no fire. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes it's those incompatibilities that give the relationship the spark, you know. So it, it's, it's, not, it's not that simple, really, you know. But that's more for a tarot reading. That's probably the number one question is about a man or a woman. Okay. Um, if, uh, if somebody is uh, listening to this and they think that sounds pretty cool, I didn't know there was so much to it, or maybe they did know. Um, what what do you recommend for somebody who wants to, um, who, who's thinking that they might want to look into uh, learning how to do those kind of readings? Learning to actually do the astrology. Um, well, you can take a class. I do classes. There's classes online. There's books, like you know, thousands of books. If you go to Barnes & Noble, you'll find them on Amazon, of course. Um, 
So just read, get yourself a good program. And now, you know, like the program I have was 300 and some dollars. But now there's some little apps you can download on your phone and get a whole chart, you know. And uh, also they have um, descriptions of what everything means. So it's a good way to learn it. So I would just get an app to start, see if it's something you really want to do, and then before you invest in a, in a really elaborate program. Because there seems... Um just from from what I've seen when I've when I've uh, had readings and seen the work that goes into it, it's it's so much more than than I thought. So much more than the two sentences in the funny papers. Um, and I, I'm just wondering when we talked about Reiki and you talked about you know, the the Reiki one class and the Reiki two class, and it seems like there's a lot more to astrology. Yeah, astrology is way more complicated. There's way more to learn. You have to learn. I mean, the very basic you have to learn is the planets, the signs, and the houses. And that's just the, the very tip of it. So it's a lot of learning. And um, you can go as deep. I'm not that deep of an astrologer. That's not my purpose, uh, really. Is My purpose is to help people find their way. So I can do that from you know, the basic chart that my um, computer provides. Uh, some people... You could study it all their lives. I mean, I, my teacher um, back in the 90s, she had been doing, uh, she was in her 60s, and she had been doing astrology all her life. And she had a room in her house that was probably 12 by 14, and it was wall-to-wall astrology books. Um, many were written in German and Latin from the original, you know, way back when. And she had read them all. I mean, she just, you know, she knew anything you could ask her she and, she and and I don't do that I'm not I'm a very like simple person I like the basics I like I like to go back to the beginnings of things and to do things the way they were originally intended and you know I don't I don't like too much detail you probably do as a Virgo <clears throat> you know and I, I don't I just don't I like I like to get to the point if my client is lost in their life I want to help them that's not to show that I can figure out every little detail in an astrological chart yeah because we will have um and i'm sure you you get this too on this show um on on all the the psychic tapestry shows we'll have some people who will call week after week after week that they feel like they need to check in and what has changed and or if anything has changed and it's and it's some of the same questions and i try not to put them on because for a couple of reasons. One, it's it's just bad radio if it's the same person every time. It sounds like the show is canned, um, and, or, or it's just me and my friends doing a show. But uh, the other thing is that I don't think that um, it's that helpful for somebody if they're checking in every week. What's my next move? What's my next move? Um, you need to live your life. And I don't know, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know for um, getting astrological reading and you get a chart, um, when would you want some? When would should someone come back for another? Okay, well, <clears throat> I think that in in our business, and you being a, a tarot reader, and me being a tarot reader and a Reiki healer, and the other things I do, that there's a we're very it's very easy for people to become codependent with us, and yeah, a lot of, I know a lot of uh, psychics that that'll do that and have you come in every week and, you know, they're making big bucks, you know. I think you have to be aware of what point you're slipping into codependency and I would stop at that point. Uh, with Reiki, assuming that a person is in relatively good health and able, 
I don't like to give them more than three Reiki treatments. You know, after the third one, I'm going to start pushing them to take Reiki and do it for themselves. You know, um, with astrology, you do when once you do your main chart, your your natal chart, it's called. You don't need to really do it again because you you've done it. What you can do is do yearly updates because the natal chart is a photograph of that moment of your birth, but they all continue to move and they move at different rates. So every year you could come back and get, you know, like an update on what's going on and, you know, see what's doing. But I don't, I just don't believe in making, you know, getting someone that codependent on me because my job as a coach is to have them figure it out and do it themselves. You know, that's my job. So that's how I see it. So nobody needs to come back and say, okay, it's been a week and that Pisces man has still not called me. What's that's the tarot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, let's let's get into tarot. Um, uh, tarot is also um, complicated, and I say complicated because um, not because it's it, so much that it's hard. It's that there is a lot to learn. Um, if you use a traditional seventy-eight card tarot deck, there's there's different suits. There's there's uh, major and minor arcana. There is a lot to learn. Um, if uh, if you're if someone is listening and we talk about tarot and I read from from cards and and several other uh, other people on the sh- on the shows read from cards, um, if if you hear that and uh, and you hear us talking about tarot and you're interested, um, for for Reiki there's the Reiki one and Reiki two, but how much um, do you think needs to go into learning tarot? Well, I teach tarot classes here and. Um you have the main thing you have to do is learn the meaning of each card, and there are 78 of them, so that's a lot. Um, there's also numerology in the tarot. There's colorology. There's um, you know uh, there's just all sorts of symbolism um, that you that you have to have some knowledge of. Again, you can get really bogged down in the details, and, and there are tarot readers who just read the cards, and that's very effective because I don't know why, but they work. But, um, you know, you also have to have uh, your intuition. You have to be, you know, to some degree, you have to be a little psychic. You know, sometimes you're a medium. It just, you know, there's a lot more to it and a lot more skills that go into it. So um, you can learn to read. You know, I think if people just want to play, you know, play a little bit with the cards, get an oracle deck. An oracle deck is maybe 40 cards, 44 cards. And each card has a separate meaning. Some of them even have it written right on them. So every day you could pick a card and say, what do I need to know today? You pick your Oracle card and it tells you something. So, I mean, it just depends on where you want to go with it and what you want to do. And there are, um, as you, you mentioned, for uh, apps for astrology, there are apps for tarot as well. Doreen Virtue has probably a dozen different ones where you can have that on your phone and you can... Um, and you can use that. And I'm not sure. I know that there's something, certainly there's something for me about holding the card and, you know, and touching it and picking out the right card and everything. And I feel like you lose that when you use an app, but it could be, a, a, it could also be a generational thing where I'm a step away from telling people to get off my lawn. But um, for, uh, I, I guess first, what, what drew you to tarot? Well, again, it was a terrible time in my life, and you know, I had to ask those questions. Can you call me? You know, is, are we going to get back together? Or am I in my divorce? You know, I have a divorce going on. I had children. I had all these questions. I had no answers. Didn't know I was lost. 
I was 40, which was a major life passage uh, astrologically. And I found that out later. And um, so I just started, you know, I, I started hanging out at a place like this, metaphysical store. It was in Cardiff. It's not there anymore. And I got to be friendly with the people. I started getting readings, and it was very helpful. There was one reader there who was a really good counselor. And I was going for psychological counseling and getting nowhere with that. And she was helping me on a weekly basis, you know. I mean, it really changed the course of my life, you know, so. And I know with uh, with tarot, as with so much of the other stuff that we've talked about, there are a lot of people who have um, ideas that it has to be certain ways. I know there was one person that I talked to who believed that you had to wrap the tarot cards and keep them in the freezer. Um, yeah, I, and I, 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 I'm not sure why um there are some people who don't want anyone else to touch their cards um there are are lots of different things like that and i think a lot of that comes down to what you feel what works for you um and i think that's true with with so much of this that we make it so complicated um tarot traditional tarot with the 78 cards does have um for want of a better word rules because there are specific cards and you do have to know what the meaning is behind that card but it's not like it's just um and the other thing is it's not just one sentence that you turn over the tower and you go you're you're ruined <laughs> big things are going to fall on you it's it's over um it, and it's not it's not as simple as that um so it's one of those things that i think is both complicated and simple um and i i uh i, I find that a lot of times um, when I've gotten readings and when I give readings that um, I will pull a card and I'll tell them, okay, it's the tower. And I'll tell them what I think that means for you. Now I have a, a deck that I made um, that, that's all singers and bands and songs. So the tower card is Frank Sinatra, that's life. And I will tell them what I think that means for them. And as the person getting the reading uh, Frank Sinatra, that's life, or the tower could have a different meaning for them. Instantly bring something up intuitively to them, makes them think of something, whatever. And what I try to convey is that that's valid. That's okay. In any kind of reading, it's not that your reaction to the reading trumps what I say. It's just that sometimes that's just how it works. <coughs> and I've wondered um, if you've if uh, you're you're nodding, so I'm not an idiot, at least about that. But um, uh, so I'm, I'm guessing that you've come across this. Oh, definitely. Um, but you know, that's where you you've got to have some level of intuition because I've had the tower come up when people are needing to move, you know, like literally move, or their whole life could be falling apart. I mean, it, it's it, it's so many different ways that it can be used and it's also in the context of the spread that you're using where it is i mean it's it's going to be very different in the past than in the outcome so and the other thing is that when i do a reading to me the reading tells a story it's not so much each card it's putting them together and and telling a story or an outcome or you know what's going on like if people are asking about their families and, you know, there's some, there's problems with one person and, you know, how do they deal with it? And what's the outcome? Will that person change? Well, I get this one all the time. And yeah, the, the tarot will tell you that, you know, and, 
So it's more of a story than, you know, the one card. If you see the tower, the world's coming to an end. Well, not necessarily. But I, I tend to think like that if I'm reading for myself. Right. If I throw down some cards and I get the tower, I, I'm ready to jump out the window. But it isn't really that black and white, you know. Yeah, none of it. None of it really is. Um, what about uh, uh, upside down cards? Um, I know some people absolutely turn the if a card comes up and it's it's upside down, the meaning of it they they switch it around. Um, other people don't care if it's upside down; they just turn it around and it's right. Um, do you have a feeling one way or another on that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's 78 cards. There's enough cards in there for everything. I don't really feel you need an upside-down reading and have whatever, 78, 156 or whatever that is. You don't need 156 different uh, meanings for, for the cards. You've got to use your intuition. You know? And I think the cards are complete in themselves, and I don't read them upside-down. I just read them right-side-up. Yeah, I don't, need, I don't even know what um, the tower upside-down that mean that everything's coming up roses, that everything's going to be great, everything's falling into place. Um, I, I I don't know. I think if you get the tower, you get the tower, um, and it's not a and it's not a death sentence. Um, and uh, well, we've almost eaten up the whole first hour. We haven't talked about crystals yet, and uh, and you know we we and I feel like it's been a natural progression of what's complicated because I think crystals. I I was so excited when I found what uh, was called uh, the title of the book was something like the complete guide to crystals. So I thought, okay, this is a big fat book. This has them all in it. And then I saw that there are at least three volumes of this that they keep coming out with new ones. And so I, I, I would think it's almost virtually impossible to know all the crystals. Um, what is there again, for want of a better term, is there like a starter set? or some that um, are more popular, some that people should know to begin with? Well, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what you want to do with them. I mean, if you want to balance your chakras, you get a chakra set. We, we actually have some here. Um, a lot of times people will come in because their kids are having trouble sleeping, and uh, we usually get them little pieces of rose quartz to put under their pillows, you know. Um, it just depends on what you want to do. And, you know, amethyst is good for meditation and, um, um, angelite and celestite are good for connecting with your guides and you know blah 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 so there's just different um, different needs for crystals some people just like to collect them I have my room is like <laughs> a lot of people get dizzy in there you know but um, you know it's just a matter of what your what your interests are what um, and, and you mentioned a few things but what would people use crystals for i know here at uh we're at uh mystic island la mesa by the way for uh today's psychic fair and i know um here in the store there's uh there's a, a whole bunch of crystals and people will come in and see them and they're pretty shiny rocks um but what what would you need them for well it just depends if you if you have a broken heart for example um rose quartz is a heart healer so you know, wearing it, you know, I always wear something that has to do with what I'm doing or feeling or needing on that day. Uh, so you can wear it, you can put it in a bag and hold it, put it in your pocket. I have a friend who stuffs her bra full of them. She's got like five or six crisps. I don't know how she does it, but um, so, you know, you can, um, 
It just depends on what you want. A lot of people come in and they, they have specific things. They feel like they need protection from someone or they feel that they, um, you know, need to relax or they want peace or they want to meditate better or whatever. And crystals can help. They're, they're helpers. And then there's people, like crazy people like me that just fall in love with one and I have to have it. I don't know why. And, you know, and that, you know, it just depends. So what you're, what you want, what you want to do. Now you do, uh, I believe it's a crystal healing class. What, um, what does that entail? Um, well, we talk about how to purchase a crystal, how to, um, you know, how to use it, how to cleanse it, how to charge them, what we use them for, different types of crystals. I even talk a little bit about animals and crystal healing. And, you know, so it, it's, a, it's a few hours. I, I do two classes. One's about two hours and one's about four hours. The four-hour one gets more, more into the healing aspects of it. So, you know, it just uh, depends. And then, and then some people want to become certified crystal healers, and we can do that too. And what, is, what does it mean to be a certified crystal healer? It means that you've taken the class, you've studied, you've learned your crystals, and you've done case studies and used them and seen how they work and, and then given it back to me. And then, I'll, you know, when they've completed um, what they need to complete, then they get a certification. Because so. I know for me, being a Virgo and seeing that there, you know, there are 78 cards in a, in a traditional tarot deck, okay, 78 things that I have to learn with crystals, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of, and I would think it would be impossible to know them all and to be able to, to see a shiny rock and go, okay, that's amethyst, I know that. Okay, that's, that's a slightly different purple, that's something else. Um, how much would you have to, to be able to be a certified crystal healer? How much would you have to know? I mean, I know there's not probably a number. You have to know 143. But... Um, <laughs> But what, what would is there is there a bar that you would have to 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 reach for that? No, I I don't think so. I think you just have to be able to use them in the context that you want to use them. So if you're if you're learning crystals to be a a, a healer, you know, a Reiki practitioner, then you need to know all the healing aspects of the main stones. Um, you don't you know there there's some really good books. The the Bible uh, is the one by Melody. And it's uh, crystals from the earth or something, or something like that. Well, there's probably a thousand different stones in there, and she lists all their meanings. I really question how she knows that all those thousand stones do all those different things. You know, I don't know. I she must have channeled it. And but if you have a book, you can look in, and you know the basics, and you know, you know, like the quartzes and you know carnelian and those. The, 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 you can work pretty well. Um, I don't think that um, crystals read books. So um, <laughs> I've found many that do things other than what the book says that they do. Um, they tell me. <laughs> you know that um, when we had uh, Adam, the crystal grid maker, on, and somebody had called in and, and said they were going on a trip and they were taking a flight across the country and they wanted to know what kind of crystals to take. And this is and he was maybe 11 at the time. So this is a young boy who I think had never been on a plane. So he didn't have that experience. And then his, his reaction, and I thought was so interesting, was that um, 
that the crystals might be afraid because they're not usually that far away from the earth. And uh, I thought, wow, what, what a great answer and from, from an 11-year-old. But, um, but we, do, uh, we do put things in, in boxes like that, just like with the angels, we assign them jobs. And it's the same with, with, you know, with some of these when you see these thousands and thousands of, of crystals and that this is for this particular thing. Um, for, uh, is, there, is there such a thing as a crystal reading? Yeah, there are some people that do that. I don't. I don't do that. I use them for healing and for manifestation. Um, there are people who read crystals, or you know, you can read anything. I mean, I have a friend who's a psychic. She's been a psychic for about forty, thirty-five years, forty years. And we were going to a gig together, and I have my cards, and I'm very attached to my cards. We got about halfway there, an hour, and she forgot her cards. So I said, Oh God, no! What are we going to do? So we stopped in a gas station, bought a deck of playing cards, and she read that whole night off the playing cards. So a lot of it is the person who is doing the reading and their abilities and their intuition. And the intuition is very important, I think. Yeah, I think I think with so much of this, the, the intuition and the intention is is very important. Are there um, are there certain crystals that you would that you would recommend that people get? I know that. You mentioned um, rose quartz is a is a, a heart healing kind of stone, and I know it's there are lots, and it depends on the person and what they're going through. But are there certain are there certain crystals that you would recommend if somebody has never gotten crystals before and have thought that you know what I want to come into to Mystic Isle today and pick up a handful of rocks? What what would you recommend? Well, I mean, it just depends on the person and what they want. Um, the the court any of the quartzes uh, there's rose quartz tangerine quartz blue quartz there's the clear quartzes there's different types of clear quartzes there's spheres and there's you know uh, pyramids there's there's all kinds of stuff but um, we have a little a little uh, thing with slots and there's little crystals in them and and just go and see which ones attract you the ones that you need will jump out at you you know and those are the ones that you get. Um, a chakra set are specific colored stones. So, you know, if you want to do chakra balancing with stones, you, you would use the specific colored ones. It's kind of like, and I didn't ask this when we were talking about tarot, but um, is there a specific tarot deck or is it the same kind of thing that's something that kind of jumps out at you that you'd recommend somebody pick up to start with? Well, in my classes, I require everybody to have the Rider weight, which is the basic deck that everything almost every other deck is built upon uh, in some fashion. So I, I do the right away. I don't actually read with them today, but those are the ones that I teach with. Because once you know those readings, you can just pick up any deck and do a reading. You know, know what those cards mean. Uh, you can pick up any deck. And I know I, uh, for me, when, uh, when I started learning tarot, because music's a big thing, I attached to help learn what the things were. I attached different songs to it and I started looking and I know if you like go on Amazon and type in tarot cards, you're going to find pages and pages of Lord of the Rings decks and gummy bears and, and everything. And uh, so well, well, anything that, that you're interested in, um, I guess it's really uh, like with the crystals, it's really what, what speaks to you. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I don't use the Rider Waite deck um, <clears throat> for my readings because there are some cards in there, like the Tower and the Devil, 
and the death card that are scary to people. You know, they see that, and then, like, the last card's death, and it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I've had that happen. So the deck I use is called the Good Tarot, and it's got, like, really pretty pictures. And But I, in my mind, like, this says Ten of Water. I see the Ten of Cups and the Rider Waite, and that's the meaning I assign to it, even though this is a really pretty, happy, laughing Buddha card, you know? So um, it just depends. And, and some, you know, there are decks that, like, Doreen Virtue's got some tarot ones. We have one here, I think. And um, it has the meanings written on them. So it's really good for learning, you know. So it's just a matter of what you want to do with it. And, um, you know, but you have to learn the meanings of whatever cards you get. You have to know what those cards mean. What are, you, um, what are, what are your feelings on, uh, or, on Oracle decks? I know that some people feel like they're a cop-out because there aren't the kind of rules that are with a traditional deck. Um, and... and so you don't need for a traditional deck you sort of need the discipline because you need to learn all the all the different 78 cards but with an oracle deck it's it's so much more open to interpretation open to intuition open to intention however you want to say it um and it's it's certainly easier um it's certainly easier to to get started with because you can open up an oracle deck and turn it over and go okay it says happy and it's and it's a sunrise or a sunset or whatever. So I know what that means. And um, but do you have? Any, I I know that that you don't use an oracle deck. Oh, you do. Okay. Um, did you did you have any feelings or recommendations about that? Because I know when we talk about tarot and then we talk about oracle decks, I don't want to confuse everybody, but they are they're related, but really two different things. Um, yeah, apples uh, apples and oranges. Um, but uh, do do you? have any any feelings or recommendations about oracle decks well i i use i do use them what i do is when the person comes in i use my tarot deck to answer their questions and then i'll pick from i have a a couple of different angel decks and some animal decks and i'll pick a card for them to just take home the thought there's usually like some kind of a you know direction guidance whatever and uh usually nine times out of ten it relates to what the tarot was was you know be just randomly picking it so <clears throat> I think oracle cards are good. There are people that do readings with them. I don't, but it just depends on the reader again. But I think they're good if you want to just have some daily guidance. You know, pick one every day, read it, and you know, try to integrate it. Do you uh, do you think somebody needs to um, really have hands-on with a deck to decide whether they're gonna that that's what they're going to want to use? Um, I know with uh, with pendulums, I I usually tell people that you should, you know, you should touch it, and rather than just picking some pretty rocks off of Amazon and hoping that you resonate with them when they arrive, if they're not broken. But um, with with uh, tarot and oracle decks, um, do you recommend a hands-on kind of thing, or is it just that you have a feeling about it, or you should just try what looks good to you? Well, probably ultimately it's hands-on, but I, if I see a deck that catches my eye, I go to this website. It's eclectic. It's A E C L E C L E T I C A E C L E T I C dot com, and they have every tarot deck that ever was, and and they show like samples of each of the cards. So if you can't get to a store to actually see them, that's a good way to buy them. But I've always found like. Sometimes they'll look beautiful. I'll buy them. I get them home, and nothing. They're just dead to me. So, but I do collect them. So I have like a whole box full. 
But, you know, some of them will just resonate for you. You know, you'll, you'll just pick them up and they'll resonate. Like I had a girl last week came in for a, a tarot mentoring class, and she used a deck I've never used before, but she knew those cards inside and out, you know. So then we were able to discuss, you know, how to do readings and all that. So, yeah. I know I have, um, I probably have half a dozen decks maybe more. Some of them I like more than others. Um, one deck I have that I know you have because you used it at a, 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 the previous Psychic Fair or possibly the one before that is the Past Life deck. Uh, was that Doreen Virtues? Okay. And I, I and, and with Past Lives, I'm, I, I have two minds on Past Lives. One is that I, I find the, uh, I totally believe in in past lives and find it very fascinating, interesting, but I have no feeling about my own. And I'm okay with that because either I have made peace with whatever I needed, learned whatever I needed, or it was something so bad that I haven't wanted to, that I haven't, and, and either way, I'm, I'm good with that. So I don't want to pursue that, but I have this past life deck and um, I feel like I need to keep it, but I, I don't, really use it and I don't know if it's just not I'm not ready to use it yet or I'm just a Virgo and I have to collect them all um, but uh, I, I'm curious with the with the past life deck uh, do you use that often um, I have I use it like sometimes I'll do past life regression classes and I you know it's something it, we pass the cards around because we can't always do a regression um, I think that they're good but I think that I don't believe that people can uh, see your past lives for you or heal them or all that. I think if you really want to work with your past lives, you need to do a regression, see it yourself and work with it. You know, um, the cards are fun and they, you know, I found them to be good with people who have looked into their past lives, you know, but um, I think the best way is to do like a, a hypnosis and, and, and look at it yourself. And uh, that's the best way to tell, not to rely on cards or, people tell it. Like I've had people, oh, I see one of your past lives, and they tell me the story, and it's like, you know, this doesn't resonate at all, but, you know, I, I just don't prescribe to that. Yeah, I knew somebody who um, who somehow worked their way into everyone's past life, that they were there too, and, you know, it was whether it was a, a significant historic event or something minor or whatever, and I, I'm like, wow, that's that's the best pickup line. It's the pickup line of the new age <laughs> is I think we knew each other in a past life. It used to be what's your sign or can I see your etchings or whatever. Now it's I've had probably if I had a dollar for every man that told me we had past lives together, I'd be rich. <laughs> so it's kind of a pickup line. Um, and the thing about um, the thing about past lives is that unless there is um, – unless it's been a relatively recent past life where there's some kind of uh, photographic evidence, Wikipedia page, something like that, that you can be told and then look up to validate. Um, it's really difficult to, to prove it. You have to rely on, on, on how you feel about it, don't you? Not necessarily. Um, I had one I did a few weeks ago, or maybe it was a couple months ago, and she came in and she had a specific issue that she was working on, and which is what I require because I don't just do it for fun. And she went back to this past life, and I, and I, you know, there was a lot, but the gist of it was I asked her where she was, and she said she was on an island. And I said, well, look around you. What do you, what do you see? And she said, 
I see lava and volcano and, and, you know, she just described it and it was quite upsetting for her. And I said, well, what happened to you? She said, well, I died, you know, and we talked about that and we related it to her stuff. But I asked her afterwards and, and she described the clothing she was wearing too. I left that out. And I said, have you ever heard of Santorini? She goes, no, what's that? I said, well, it's an island outside of Greece. It's one of the Greek islands. In, in something like 300 A.D., and I'm probably way off on the time, but it was A.D., uh, B.C., I'm sorry. <laughs> there was a massive, massive volcano that blew in Santorini and destroyed the entire island. And she did not know that, but she had a memory of it. So explain that. Yeah. Explain that one. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, it's funny. I, I, I say that uh, on the one hand, I, I talk about validation. On the other um my primary guide is uh, a twin brother from a past life, and we have gone through the centuries being primary guides for each other. And we were both um, we both died in the plague in Europe in the thirteenth in the thirteen hundreds. And I just I just feel like I just know that there's no way I can prove it. There's no way I can document it. I have I don't know what our names were. I but. But and maybe I could find out, but it sounds like a horrible way to die, and I don't want to know any more than that. Um, One thing I would say is that when I do it, I, we don't go through the death. It's kind of maybe a knowing or a, a watching through a video kind of a thing, but we don't. I don't make people suffer through their deaths, so that's not something to worry about. But but for me, um, I don't feel like I need any validation. I don't, I don't feel like I have a question about that. I just, I just sort of accept it. Okay. That's what happened. And it, whether it was just downloaded into my head or, or he told me, I don't remember exactly, but I just know. And that's, and that's enough. Um, but for so much of it, and I know that when there's somebody who is in some kind of metaphysical business and they're cheating people and they're scamming people, that's what makes the headlines. And you think about something like, past lives, which are very difficult to prove. And it sounds like something like that uh, to, to people who don't go in for it, um, who just might hear about it. It sounds like, well, how can you prove that you were Beethoven's landlord? How can you, you know, how can you prove, um, you know, it, it, how, how can you prove any of the, you know, that you were a, a goat farmer somewhere? Um, it's, it's, for somebody uh, who's, who's not interested, for, for the skeptics, and skeptic has become almost a militarized kind of term now um, because it's not enough for them to decide they don't believe. They get mad because you do believe. Um, and for, for those kind of people, you look at past lives and they, they say, well, you can't, you can't prove it. Um, or, or everybody wants to have been someone famous or have been on the Titanic or have been at the at Lincoln's assassination or somewhere famous. Um, and you, you can't do all that kind of stuff. It's, it, it is more difficult to, um, to, to validate, I guess. And, um, I don't know what you could say to somebody like that without, uh, without having them do a regression to see for themselves. I mean, do you, uh, other than telling them to shut up, <laughs> Can, can you think of anything that you could say to somebody like that? Well, first of all, I don't really care if people believe it or not. You know, um, I think that um, 
there's many things you can't prove. I mean, prove to me that God really exists scientifically. Prove to me that air exists, you know, that the sky is blue or not blue, you know. There's a lot of things that you don't believe. Uh, you can't prove that they actually exist. What, um, that's the difference between physics and metaphysics. And we're talking metaphysics here. So um, I, don't, I don't really care if people, like with Reiki, I don't really care if people believe it or not. You know, if you choose to suffer in pain and stress, that's your choice. You know, there's, maybe there's a lesson for you, you know. But for me, it's like what I've seen in my life and what I've uh, been able to, to validate um, in my own past life regressions or regressions I've done with people, um, it's enough for me. And, there's, and if you go on, like, um, YouTube, there's a ton of videos of children who knew of past lives, you know, and took their parents to that town, and they, you know, were, I'm buried here, and my name was this, and my name was that, you know. So I, I think for me the most uh, amazing story that I heard was uh, when I had a group, and when we did past life regression and stuff, and this man came, and, and we had gotten, our group was quite large and well-known at the time, and this man came uh, because we did some, medical work too, like, you know, medical channeling and stuff like that. So he um, had suffered all his life from this extreme pain in his entire body. They could not localize it. It was just bouts of extreme pain. And he was having a difficult time, you know, in his life. And when we did the, we, actually, I think we did a channeling. And um, we were told that he, during the Civil War, invented a bullet that when it hit a person, it exploded and caused massive damage and pain. And what he was experiencing was as a result of that past life karma. And they even wrote the name of the person who invented that bullet, which I no longer recall. My son was into the Civil War, so I went into his Civil War books, and I, I actually found that name and verified it. So that was probably one of the most dramatic um, cases that I found. You know, in my life experience, I have uh, I know someone close to me, and I don't have their permission, so I won't out them. But I know someone uh, close to me who has gone, who has had a past life regression, and the way it came about was because they um, they made a, a a spirit connection, and it opened up something that had happened to them, and suddenly they were they felt like they were losing it and they needed to figure out what happened and why they had all this rush of feelings they didn't understand and um and I don't know who else could have helped when you suddenly get in that position and if you've never been in that position you don't you just you just don't know but they did do a regression and they went back to this other life and they found what happened it wasn't something horrific or anything it was just something very emotional and 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 what a difference in an in less than an hour i think what a difference um and it it is truly amazing i mean i don't know that i want to do that because i'm not sure that i want to open up uh that kind of stuff i don't feel like i like i have something but um if somebody uh how do you know that that you need to get a, a regression well, usually people come because they are stuck in a relationship. It's typical. 
you know, and, and that other person has moved on and they, they can't and they want to know why. And, um, or they have some sort of recurring um, phobia, you know, or, you know, just whatever. It's something that's a problem for them and they've exhausted everything else. So, you know, they read somewhere, try past life regression, you know. Like one of the, the people I would love to regress is, I don't know if you remember, like maybe 10, 15 years ago, there was a woman who was a, a teacher and she started having a relationship with a fourth grader or something, a fifth grader. I think her name was Mary-Kate Letourneau. Do you remember that story? I am convinced, not that it in any way makes it right, it does not, but I am convinced that they had a past life thing. And if, if she had just been regressed, it would have eliminated a lot of problems, you know. So it just depends if there's, a, you know, a problem that you want to look at or a relationship. That, that's how I got my first past life regression was because of a relationship. But we've all had um, lots of past lives. And um, having never had a regression, um, one of the things that I, I wonder about is, is when you go to get regressed, um, for whatever reason, how do you know you're going back to the right life that you needed to that that you needed the regression for? Well, that's part of the regression. I mean, when I do regression, I will tell people like you know you're in a corridor and there's a bunch of doors, and one of those doors has the answer to your problem. And I don't necessarily say that it has to be a past life; it could be something from this life, you know. So I leave that open to the person and their guides and their soul or whatever, their higher self, whatever you want to call it. And then you guide them to that, the answer, which lies behind one of the doors. You know. Yeah, I feel like my guides have such senses of humor that I would open the door and there would be a lion there, that I would be a Christian being. They pop up when you polite Like a jack-in-the-box. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I can almost hear them laughing now. Um, um, we're uh, if if the show sounds a little different today, we're we're talking to uh, Georgia Vallejos at uh, Mystic Isle, um, kicking off their psychic fair today here in La Mesa. Um, I mentioned earlier, but if you joined us late, uh, the chat room is not working with Blog Talk Radio today, so apologies for that. Um, if you are in the greater San Diego area, you should come by. We're going to be here till uh, we're not broadcasting until six, but the psychic fair runs until six o'clock. Um, and Mystic Isle is located in uh, in La Mesa at eight zero three six La Mesa Boulevard in the La Mesa Shopping Center. And um, if you need directions, you can uh, call Joanne six one nine four six five three zero zero five and get directions. You can also get um, you can also uh, Get on the schedule for somebody if you would like to book a private reading today. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Um, for uh, if you haven't been to one of the psychic fairs before here, uh, first of all, it's free, which is which is important, um, and it's a good way to get a taste of some of uh, the things that go on here at Mystic Isle. And uh, and George just reminded me that we haven't talked about what's going on here today. So, what's going on here today? Well, every month on the first Saturday of each month, we have our psychic fair. And that's an opportunity for you to sample all of our psychics. They're all here today, uh, including Ken, who's one of our psychics, and myself, and uh, Loretta, and Anne, and Ruth. There, we have a bunch of psychics. They're all different. 
Um, they do. We do it different ways. Uh, I think one of one of our psychics uses oracle cards. I use tarot. Ken does his music. Um, Loretta is a medium. She's a psychic medium. She can talk to people who have passed. Uh, we also have uh, and oh, it's a dollar twenty-five a minute, which is less than you would pay uh, during a regular month, uh, you know, regular day. We also have an aura photographer here, and if you've never gotten one of those, they're amazingly cool. Um, <clears throat> he takes a picture of your aura and the color. Very cool. And while um, Georgia was mentioning that's a dollar twenty-five a minute for reading today, that's if you want to book a private reading. It doesn't cost anything to come in and check out the shop and talk to anybody who is here. Um, there's going to be uh, a couple different presentations this afternoon. Um, I think Loretta was doing one on. Um, oh, I've just been told that uh, we're not sure if she's going to do that. Well, I'm going to talk about spirit guides. So. Um, We have a person who does uh, aromatherapy. She's going to be here to talk a little bit at about 1.30, I think. And I'm going to talk about crystals for a little bit, half an hour or so. So, And then you can get a reading. You can get your aura picture taken. Um, we have all kinds of cool things. So, And you can and you can check out the stuff that um, that they have here at Mystic Isle. There's, there's lots of books. There's a whole bunch of different tarot and oracle decks. Uh, there's crystals and pendulums. There's all kinds of cool stuff. So um, you definitely want to come by. And again, um, if you need directions, 619-465-3005. And uh, you can call and talk to Joanne and get directions. Or you can try Google. Oh, or you can try Google. <laughs> or you can try Google if, you, if, you're, uh, if you're in the car and you're not sure where you're going. Um, there's a there's a parade by the way in La Mesa Boulevard. So um, just so you know, so uh, so yeah, Google and, uh, and use your Google Maps thing to get here, um, or or just call and Joanne will tell you to use your Google Maps to get here. Um, the uh, the number is three four seven eight three eight nine nine zero three, and. Georgia is running away, and I was just going to ask her if she'd like to read for a couple people who are calling in because we've got a bunch of people who are hanging on the phone. So keep hanging on, and uh, Georgia's going to come back and put on the, ear, uh, the headphones and uh, and do um, just a, like a mini reading. Yeah, definitely. Is somebody on? Um, not yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you have a question, just so we can focus and you know, I'll try and answer your question. Okay. You want to put on these very stylish headphones? Okay, and um, and let me see here. Hi, thanks for hanging on. What's your first name? Hi, my name is Lisa, and this has been a marvelous uh, teaching today. I've really enjoyed all of this. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Where are you calling from? Connecticut. Terrific. Well, Georgia is uh, is shuffling her cards, and um, do you have a, a question for her? Uh, my life seems to be in a shambles constantly. Is it going to ever improve, or is this just me paying for past lives? Um, I don't. I, I think, yeah, it'll absolutely improve. I'm not even looking at the cards, but... Uh, Things change, so just keep that in your mind that things will get better. But I'll take a look at the cards and see what they say, okay? Thank you. Hold on a second. Okay. 
Jump in, Ken. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. She's pulling out some cards for you, Lisa. Um, Well, I, I do see that there's some relief coming for you over the summer months in uh, in August. Um, things are going to pick up a little bit. Is it some financial problems you're having too? Yes. Yeah, it looks like that's going to lift. There's some. There'll be some money coming. Uh, possibly a new job for you. Um, you can feel free to ask if you have a specific question. Um, but I do see things lifting. It's not going to stay this way forever. Okay, there's also, I was just going to say there's something that you need to put an end to, and that probably reflects your bankruptcy, and um, I think that'll work out really well. It'll, it'll free you up, and you'll have a new life after that. Bankruptcy is not necessarily an ending. You know, it's well, kind of putting, a new beginning. They're putting us through the mill, and we're not sure why, and it just seems like everything is crashing and burning everywhere here. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it seems like that, but I do think that once you get this completed, things are going to really perk up, and you'll be you'll have a new financial beginning. Um, you know, maybe check with another attorney or whatever. You know, maybe get some other advice um, with that. We're on our. Is there anything attorney. else? The first, the first attorney to. Oh, place, really? Well, is my only child going to ever return home? He's been gone for almost four years. Well, we can only really do one, like, short reading. So uh, I'm going to give you back to Ken. Hold on a second. Thank you. Hi, Lisa. Um, um, Sorry about that. We've got a whole bunch of people waiting on the phone, so we're trying to cut it to keep it to just... um, That's okay. Uh, That's okay. Um, I I hope uh, what Georgia had to say was helpful for you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You hang in there and keep keep hope, keep believing. I think your things are going to turn around for you. Thank you. Um, Georgia mentions, by the way, if you'd like to get a, a, a more complete reading than what we have time on the air, and that's that's true for anybody because we're not going to be able to get to all the calls um, this morning. But uh, you can uh, you can call here. Uh, Georgia's going to be here uh, until six Pacific, six one nine four six five three thousand five. And we have lots of other readers, too, that might be able to help you. So, um, like, we have a, a medium, I think, might work for you. So if you want to give us a call, that'd be great. We can go into more detail. Okay, Lisa. Can you say the, num- say the number one more time, 61943? Sure. 619-465-3005. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Hang in there. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Um, I, I have a, a question for you. Um, you gave her um, kind of a snapshot, uh, and part of that is because we're on the radio and it's a short thing. But um, just to understand, because when you were talking about tarot and you were talking about how it all tells a story, you had pulled, I think, 13 cards. Is that right? Yeah. Each card has a specific meaning and position. 
So it just gives me like a story for her. And what I'm looking for is, is she going to have any relief? And yes, I saw that. So uh, it, probably over the summer in terms of timing. So I just thought that that, that was amazing. When, uh, when I do cards, I do a five card reading usually. Uh, and part of that is because of time. But um, when, when I do readings here at the store, because um, I also incorporate music into it. So I usually just pull five cards. Um, but I thought that that was that was uh, amazing for to be able to get um, a story like you, like you said for with with I think it was thirteen cards right yeah it was thirteen it's a Celtic cross spread so there's a past there's a distant past a recent past the near future the outcome the other people involved you know there's a lot of different positions and I've just got, been doing it so long I can just look at it and kind of put it together but that takes time. You know, for um, one of the things that I, I, I try to remember to ask um, guests on the show is that um, if you're looking for a doctor, you can get recommendations from people. You can go to Yelp or, or, or lots of different places to, to see what other people have to say. But that's harder to do for somebody who is going to get some kind of a metaphysical reading and if you have little to no experience in it, um, I, I don't know where you would turn. Do you have any advice for somebody who is thinking that they would like a reading other than calling here today um, of how to find somebody? Calling here today would be my first choice. <laughs> and we're also here all the time so during the day. So, But um, you just have to use discretion. I mean, there's so many times I hear about people who have been to certain psychics that give us all a bad rep. And, you know, they'll say, well, I can get this man to come back to you. Uh, I'll just light 26 candles for 16 days and, you know, I, whatever. And they charge like $10,000 and people are bled for thousands of dollars. Nobody can really do that. So just, you know, you have to let the buyer beware. It's like, you know, you go to find a doctor, go to Yelp, look it up and see. You know, I, that's what I do. You know, is he good with, that's my first thing. Is he good with patients, you know? So, you know, ask for recommendations from your friends. Go look on Yelp. Go look and see if there's a Google about the person, um, you know, or um, just talk to them and see what you, how you feel about them, you know. But use discretion. Nobody can get your, rid of your karma. Nobody can get your man to come back again. I mean, those are just scams, you know. Oh, I have just been handed a bulletin. Um Oh, okay. Terrific. Oh, that was great, um, Lisa. We got we got your message, and um, and it's going over to Loretta. Um, thank you very much for that. Um, the number is three four seven eight three eight nine nine zero three. You want to take another call or two? Um, yeah, um, sure. And if anybody has any questions about what we're talking about. That I would love to answer them too. Okay, terrific. So if you if you have questions about uh, Reiki or tarot or crystals or past lives um, or astrology um, or anything else that that maybe we didn't hit on but that you'd like to know about, uh, that's under the metaphysical umbrella. Um, we'll, we'll be glad to take a stab at it. And if if neither of us know it, um, some of the other folks here at Mystic Isle might. Um, if you joined us late, we are at, at Mystic Isle in La Mesa for today's Psychic Fair. And um, 
Georgia Vallejos has been so kind as to sit with me through uh, through the show here as she's checking her watch. Um, and uh, uh, the psychic fair goes on today until six. If uh, if you need directions, if you're in the greater San Diego area, um, you can call Joanne at 619-465-3005. If you're And you can call that number even if you're not in the greater San Diego area because somebody would be glad to do um, a a reading for you on the phone. So, um, but in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and grab another call here. And um, uh, I think we are if it's working, right? Hi, thanks for hanging on. What's your first name? Hi, I'm I'm Miranda. Hi, Miranda. Where are you calling from? California. Oh, great. Great. Yay, California. What part of California? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not near you. I'm in I'm near San Francisco. Oh. oh. That's so beautiful. I love San Francisco. Yeah, how but can, I wish I could can... come down. Yeah, so um oh, I have a question yeah. regarding, I have a question regarding career. I would just um I'm getting back into um the work field after a, a very long break, and I am going to pursue counseling, but obviously there are different populations I could work with, and I'm just wondering uh, what the guides or the universe has in store for me, like if it's possible to sort of narrow in on what type of work I'll be doing. Uh, yeah, I can look and see what we get. And Ken, feel free to jump in here. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you what. Let me, let me fish out my cards. And, uh, well, Georgia is shuffling. Are you going to school? Um, not currently. I mean, I finished schooling a while ago. Oh, okay. So you don't have a job yet, is that it? No, exactly. Okay. Well, do you do you have a field that interests you? Because you know what's coming up is oddly enough is like couples counseling, you know, marriage and family counseling. Huh. Okay, but that would be something that I haven't done. I've worked with children and families. I've worked with the elderly population. So, um, just not sure. Um, well, that's that's kind of like I, I got a love card, and I, I really feel like, you know, you could do something with people that need counseling and relationships and, you know, with their children and, and that type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Ken is putting out his music card, so we'll see what he comes up with here. Hold on a second. I pulled three cards for you, um, and the first one is uh, the Four of Wands, and in my deck it's David Bowie Changes. Obviously, um, you're talking about changes. And uh, let, me, let me give you all the cards. Uh, the next one is um, the Knight of Swords, and that's the Traveling Wilburys, Handle with Care. And the third card is the Ten of Cups, which is uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Our House. And I'll go backwards. Our House is about harmony with, um, with family and with home. And if that's the kind... And, and George is shaking her head and tapping her cards too. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing if, um, I, I think family counseling was one of the things that you talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think I think this is pointing in that direction, and also the handle with care is obviously um, in that kind of counseling. You have to both handle them and yourself. Um, you have to be able to take care of them, and um, and changes <clears throat> when the changes card comes up. Um, I always feel like it means two different things. Uh, first is the obvious. We're always, we're, all of us are always going through changes. Um, not a, not a big surprise. The, um, the, uh, the other thing about changes is that um, because all of us are going through them, you have to be able to respect others who are going through changes because it's not always easy. And, um, and a lot of times um, if you're talking about counseling, um, you're going to be dealing with people who are struggling with change. And it's right. about being able to, to be compassionate and to be able to help them along with whatever kind of change that they're going through. And I think these just all go together. Handling them with care and, and the family counseling. Um, is family counseling something that you were, that I, I know you had mentioned, is that something that you're interested in? You know, I'm honestly open to all possibilities. My my passion was working with with grief work um, and palliative and hospice care, but I I don't know if it's in the cards. And I'm just I sent out a few resumes close to home, and I'm waiting to hear back. And um, I don't know. A reading I had recently said that be open to change. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I yeah, I got the changes was the first thing that 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 uh the first card that i pulled yeah absolutely um i i think um i think you just need to keep putting that intention out there of what it is that that you're looking for um but i i think if if you're open to um if you're open to family counseling and this could also be dealing with grief too because families will certainly be coming to you for that um i think it's just a matter of being open to it Mm -hmm. okay okay all right good thank you Okay, thank you so much for your call. Thank you both. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I think it's pretty awesome that we both got the same reading. <laughs> yeah, I love it when when uh whenever I I read and uh whenever I'm reading and someone else is reading also, um we don't always get the same exact cards like a um and and you're using a different but in in this case um I'm not even sure which one it was. Yeah. So, so I pulled three cards, and 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 Georgia had two of them. So, very cool. So, um, Miranda, I hope that does help you. Um, three four seven eight three eight nine nine zero three is the number. We probably have time to take one or two more, if you're okay with that. Yep. Okay. Hi. Thanks for hanging on. What's your first name? Okay. Thank you. My name is Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Where are you calling from? Hello. Sacramento, California. How far a drive is that? Oh, uh, um, too too far. I haven't dr- too far for you probably to. Probably four hours, maybe. I don't know. Um, more. Probably too far for you to be able to to get here today. But um, how how can we help you? Well, um, I've learned a lot about manifestation, and I've become pretty good at it finally. And um, I've been given a job offer, and I previously passed the background check at, through a temp job, but for some reason, they 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 seem to be really focused on getting proof of my high school, which was over 30 years ago, and uh, <laughs> the high school refuses to create a diploma that I did receive, but they tr- 
send over an email with a transcript. It shows graduation. So will will this job materialize? Will I really start with this company? Um, they said possibly July the 5th, or it could be a little bit earlier. So will this really happen? And hopefully keep the job for many years. Well, I hope if it does that you are able to keep the job for many years, um, if you want to, of course. Um, yes. Georgia is uh, Georgia is pulling some cards, and I uh, I flipped some out as well. Here you go. Uh huh. Okay. Um, I yeah, I think you're going to get this job, and I think it's going to be really good for you because you are really suited to it. You have all the um, the skills that you that they want. You know, the last card Thank for you, you is the magician. And- that's a card of manifestation. Oh. So there's also something like from your past that you'll be doing there too, like having to integrate into it. But it looks really, really good for you. I think you're going to hear from well, them soon about a very – go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll, what were you going to say? I'll hear what? I think um, you'll hear from well, them soon about that, that things will be resolved. Oh, thank God. And um, I've only got 15 years' experience to offer. <laughs> so, That's all? Oh, um, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And, um, get out there. Get more the, experience. The, the, the temp job that I had to the same company did not work out. But that temp job offered me another job, and I didn't want it because it would have stressed me. It would have been handling grievances and appeals. And I hadn't heard Ugh. from that company in 34 days, and they finally emailed me a start date, and that's after I got the job offer from this one that I, I'm in cloud nine about, uh, three miles yeah, away. Yeah, go with it. You've got that job, so go with it. And so it's when really do you good. see me working on International Drive for the job I love? When do I see you working? Yes, hmm. will it be July the 5th or quicker? Um, I think it'll be, I think there's like some paperwork and stuff they have to get doing. You know, like there's mm-hmm. there's things that have to happen before you can start working there. But it'll it'll well, probably well, be you know around then. I don't see it delayed or anything. Okay. Well, will it be July the fifth or or June the twelfth or? I don't I don't really have an exact date. I would say uh, probably by whatever date that they told you, it'll be right July around 5th. then. I don't yeah, see the, like the a. I'm not going to be able to produce a, a high school diploma from over 30 years ago, but I've got that transcript, and the high school says that should be considered legal proof because it shows. Right, and you and went white. to college, right? Did you go to college? Uh, you're right, I did, but it was only one year. And when I spoke to the college, they said, "Well, you can't go to college unless you've graduated high school." And they That's were what I was thinking. Where... I mean, if you, you know, <laughs> you've been to college, you got accepted. I think they'll get past it. It's just something stupid, you know. I think Ken really? has something to say. Hold on. All righty. Yeah, the, 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 the thing to keep in mind is, uh, is that there are some people who, when they're doing their job, there are certain boxes that they have to be able to check, and they can't see beyond that. So right. it says that you have to have graduated high school so they – have to be able to check that box the way that they think they're supposed to. And it's, it's, this is not a reflection on you. It's just that the way that they feel they have to do their job, that everything is either black or white, that you have this email from the school that says that has your transcripts and shows graduation. And that will be 
sufficient, it may just take a little bit of time for this knucklehead who is holding it up for your <laughs> wanting your diploma to be able to 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 think outside the box. Um, but you'll also. Well, I, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I had a brainstorm yesterday because I contacted the college, and I didn't ask them. I phrased it this way. When I applied to go to college there, and that was about 20 years ago, I, I phrased it like, Do you, may I have a copy of the high school diploma that I provided you? So maybe I'll get it that way. It's possible. Maybe. I, uh, you know, I couldn't even begin to tell you where my high school diploma is right now. I hope nobody asked to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you have... But you have uh, the the other thing that you've got going for you is that you have uh, contact, even if it's via email, with with your college and with your high school. So you'll be able to prove yeah. this. They're not going to throw you out because you can't show them the piece of paper. Um, and, and it's got a legal court, seal but, on it. It's, it's legal document. Yeah. Right. Um, the cards that I got for you, um, I pulled the, uh, the Knight of Cups, and in my deck it's Buddy Rich with uh, Something's Coming, which is from West Side oh. Story. Something's Coming, okay. don't know what it is, but it's going to be great. So, so, so there, there are good things on the way for you. Um, I also pulled the Empress, which is Queen and the song Killer Queen. And this is just a, a, a reminder to believe in yourself that you're amazing and that oh. you, deserve, you deserve great things. And don't let some, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> Georgia says bureaucrat. That's a much kinder word than I was thinking. But don't let somebody like that get you down or, or make you feel bad about yourself because you're an amazing person and you have the oh, qualifications, you. you have the credentials. It's just a matter of getting this guy to fill out the right box. That's all it is. Well, and the other card that I got for you is, um, uh-huh. is a blank card. In my deck, I have two blank cards, and those just mean that, that you already know, and it's just about trusting your instinct and intuition, um, and you already feel Writing like you got this chest. job. What, yeah, you Writing just want somebody chest, to tell yeah. you today. Exactly. Well, the song you just that, want somebody to the tell song you that today. Comes, and do. The song that comes to mind yeah, is Don't Give Up, and um, also something I've learned about manifestation, because I manifested a lot of good opportunities to be more specific and I got yes. uh, the heavens blessed me and my employer will be blessed. Trust me, everybody I speak to, they will be blessed by me because I feel obligation to my callers to get complete and accurate information and to provide a welcoming ambiance of receptivity in that everything that they ask is important. So it'll be blessings for them too, I guarantee you. Yeah, I do too. Just hang in there and know that um, uh, that it's the weekend, so no kind of job decisions get made on the weekends. And we're also right. moving into summer, so everybody is moving slower. So just have patience, believe in yourself, and know that good things are coming. Okay? You know the, you know the ironic thing, Ken? Months ago, maybe over a year ago, I had this intuition that I was going to get the job that would last me for the rest of my life, you know, until I retired several years, but it would be right before my 66th birthday. July 5th is the day before my 66th birthday. Well, there you go. Well, in advance, happy birthday to you, and congratulations on the job that's coming. And just hang in there, and thank you for calling us today. 
Bless you both. Thank you. Have a happy day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. 347-838-9903 is the number. That's the number here at Psychic Tapestry. But we are uh, broadcasting live from Mystic Isle in, uh, in La Mesa, California for today's Psychic Fair. Um, you can uh, find out more about them at uh, mysticisle.com. It's M-Y-Z-T-I-C-I-S-L-E. Uh, if you are in the greater San Diego area, you should come on by. Uh, Psychic Fair goes on until 6 today. Uh, if you need directions, you can call Joanne at 619-465-3005. If you're not in the greater San Diego area and you would like to find out more about what's going on here and maybe get a phone reading today, you can call that same number um, until 6 o'clock tonight you could actually call that same number tomorrow or monday or tuesday or wednesday etc etc but um but that's where we are today if the show sounds a little bit different that's why um also uh the chat room's not working today by the way it's um i i don't know if it's a blog talk radio thing or if it's just taking the the show on the road today but it's not um but it's not working today, so if you're uh, scrolling around looking for the chat room, that's why. So we're just uh, grabbing some calls, and uh, uh, we're here with um, Georgia Vlahos, um, who has who has been so gracious as to be here since we signed on at 10 o'clock. And we've got about 10 minutes left. We could probably squeeze in one more call if you're up for that. Are you okay with that? Okay. Uh, let's see here. Hi, thanks so much for hanging on. What's your first name? Hi, Ken. Hi, Georgia. My name is Anne. I was wondering what do you see for me in my love life? Any relationships? Any positive changes? Okay. Um, oh, she's telling me to go first. I, 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 I hardly ever do that just because um, my parents would be it's upset like, because it's supposed to be ladies Georgia, first, but, but really Georgia like says to do that. So she, she's not going to do part, that? Yes, yeah, she I is, would she like is, to uh, ask well, Georgia if it's possible. I never talked to her before. Okay. Okay. She is pulling out some cards for you right now. Thank you. You're welcome. So you're currently single, is that it? what we're talking about here? I do see somebody that you're going to meet fairly soon, probably in the next two months. Um, the person comes up as the king of water, and that's somebody who is a water sign like Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer. What's your sign? I'm a Gemini. Gemini, okay. Well, this person's a water sign. He's... Um, He's an emotional person. He's uh, kind of in touch with his emotions. I think that you're looking for somebody really stable, and I think that this person is. Um, and, and I'm corresponding I'm not sure with we... friends that I know. I'm corresponding with several gentlemen that I know already, my friends. Some, someone is overseas, someone is here. So, uh, But things didn't okay. develop when I wanted to be. Yeah, you know, I think this is somebody <laughs> new, but you're going to meet them fairly soon. I mean, they're going to come into your life fairly soon. Um, I don't necessarily see that it's someone that you already know, but it is somebody you will probably 
uh, email with or text with or whatever you do. I mean, there will be some online writing back and forth with him. Um, I think it will be in the next couple of... I have a friend who is in Michigan. Do you think it's that person? Uh, Is he a Cancer or a Scorpio or a... uh... He is a fire sign. I, for some reason, all my life I meet mostly fire signs. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> this person's uh, just going to be a little different. Areas. I think this person's going to be a little different than you're you're used to. Um, so, but yeah, you will you will meet him, and it may be somebody. Are you on one of those dating sites or something? Is that where you're? It's no people. Are you people? Can, we have some distance between us. So we communicate in email or text. That is more convenient. I'm not a, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just their choice. They like to text me, email me. We, we rarely talk on the phone, that's, but we talk. That's what everybody does now. I, I do everything on my texting. I don't talk to anybody. So <laughs> I understand it, but this is this is definitely a, um, a serious uh, romantic situation that will develop from it. You know, but you have to you have to be patient with it. You're going to have to, you know, go through the beginnings of it and all that. But eventually, it will become a very serious relationship. I don't necessarily see a marriage coming out of it, but it's definitely a love relationship. So you're saying in two months the person will come to me? Yeah, you'll you'll know who it is in a couple of months, probably over the summer sometime. So the person. So this person maybe is in Michigan at this time. Do you think that's this person? No, I think it's somebody different, really. Okay. But there will be somebody, and you will be in a relationship. So okay. it will take a little time to work it out and, you know, get together, but it's going to happen. I see a lot of talking about it and, you know, discussions, and but there's real feelings. It's a real, It's a real love relationship. Do you think that he is older than me or younger than me? How old are you? I'm in my 50s. Okay. Yeah, he's an an older man. Um I don't I I think he's probably in his 50s also. So, he's mm. he's, he's not like a real young man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, good luck I if you want more. So uh, give us a call. Sure, definitely. Oh, I I thank you. Okay, thank you so much. And thank you. Have a nice weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling us. Um, we are uh, running out of time, so uh, apologies to those who are still on the phone that we're not going to be able to get to you today. But um, there's a couple of things you can do. Uh, one is to give us a call here at Mystic Isle. Um, that's where we are, are doing the show today. We've got a psychic fair going on until 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can call 619-465-3005 to find out more about it, to schedule a phone reading, or to get directions so that you can come on by and see us and say hello. Um, we, we, we went through a, a myriad of different topics today. Is there anything that you think um, d- that people should definitely take away from today's show other than come out here and see us? <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, I think that um, there's just a lot of things that can help you on your path. There's, there's not just one. So uh, if, you're, if you're stuck or you're having problems or you have a relationship, you know, 
we can help you. There's there's various things that can be of assistance to you. So just uh, let us know. Give us a call. Um, you can call the Mystic Isle. Um, Ken is here on Mondays, and he's also, you can talk to him by phone. I'm here most days, and you can talk to me by phone. Um, I have a website. It's www.georgiavallejos, and that's V-L-A-H-O-S dot com. <clears throat> and I'm also, I use my spiritual name, which is Ravenhawk, so you might see me there. And then uh, Ken will tell you how to get in touch with him. And if you have any questions or anything, um, you can just email the store, and, and we can maybe help you with that. It's uh, uh, mysticisle at gmail.com. So if you have any extra questions, um, send them off. We can't really do a reading that way, but uh, anything you need to know, we can help you out with. And here's Ken. Georgia, thank you so much for giving up two hours of your Saturday morning and hanging out here. Um, and uh, thanks to everybody for uh, for listening. Thanks for calling in. Um, again, apologies to those who, who didn't get through, um, but we are going to be here at Mystic Isle today until 6 o'clock with the Psychic Fair. If you are in the greater San Diego area, I hope you will come by this afternoon. Um, you have plenty of time. We're going to be here for uh, until 6 p.m. Um, and we're at uh, 8036 La Mesa Boulevard, so plug that into your uh, your Google Maps or, or whatever you use. Or you can um, give us a call, 619-465-3005. Joanne or whoever answers the phone uh, will be glad to give you directions or also get you scheduled for a phone reading if you'd like if you're not in the San Diego area. Um, and if you are, I uh, hope to see you this afternoon. We've got some cool stuff going on. Um, I know I'm going to be talking about spirit guides in a little while. And um, we're gonna, there's going to be several talks. It's free to come in. And it's discounted uh, rates on readings. So, um, so give us a call or come on by. And again, thanks to everybody for, um, for calling and for listening. And I hope you have a great weekend. We'll catch you next time on Psychic Tapestry. Take care. Bye. <laughs> With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.